Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everyone. Today we are having a different kind of road trip, a railroad road trip. As that the song by the uh, Joel and Woody and the boys of the road crew say, come along for the ride. Gonna have some fun today. Gonna be talking railroads, past, present, hidden railroads, lost railroads. Hey, uh, since Tucumcari, home of the wonderful, wonderful oasis that, that is the uh, Roadrunner Lodge, a living time capsule, uh, since they and the city of Tucumcari are one of our sponsors this morning, let's start our railroad adventure in Tucumcari. They have a delightful Tucumcari Railroad Museum. A lot of people who visit Tucumcari, they get myopic. They see Route 66. But the original old town of Route 66 is a few miles, a few blocks to the north. And it's kind of an interesting district. It's overlooked a lot unless you head up uh, one of my favorite highways, up uh, 106, I think it is, up to uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico. Then you'll find the depot. Uh, the museum is quite interesting. It's in the restored railroad uh, depot. It was built in 1926 as Union Station. It was restored by the community a few years back. And uh, it is a fascinating museum. Uh, I've uh, really, really enjoyed it a lot uh, on my visits. And if you do stop by, holler at uh, Connie Loveland there. She's with Tucumcari Main Street. Uh, Well, let's see. Good morning, Miss Maggie. Good morning, Keith. Ah, uh, National Railroad Museum. Well, let's start there. How's that sound? Uh, this little delightful gym is located up in uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay to be specific. Uh, so the National Railroad Museum is one of the oldest, too. It's uh, really been around for quite a few years. Dates back to, I believe, uh, 1956. If I remember, yeah, it was uh, the National Railroad Museum began as a steam locomotive committee aimed at preserving steam locomotive history. And um, General, it was the dream trial of General Gray. He was the commander of military railroads during World War II. And after the war, he began uh, passionately advocating for the creation of a National Railroad Museum. It took him a few years, but he did get it done, and we're sure glad that he did. Uh, the museum is about 35 acres, and uh, they're constantly adding rolling stock. And they have a Frederick B. Lindsay Center. They keep some of the good stuff inside, a lot of equipment. Uh, they've got a lot of you. They're their home of some very, very unique locomotives. 
such as legendary Union Pacific engine uh, number 4017, dubbed the big boy. And, of course, they have the Pershing, Pershing and Dwight D. Eisenhower locomotives. Uh, and, boy, they've got over 70 uh, pieces of rolling stock in the collection right now. It's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous museum that uh, should be added to any uh, trip. And, of course, if you're going to be up there in Green Bay, Wisconsin, I could recommend uh, taking the Badger across Great Lakes, uh, Lake Michigan. The Badger was originally designed to, to uh, ferry uh, railroad stock across the lake, and now it is a uh, passenger and vehicle ferry. While you're at it, you know, if you're going from Ludington over to Manitowoc, Michigan, uh don't forget, Manitowoc has some great, great museums. Uh, they have uh, a Maritime Museum. They have a World War II submarine that you can tour. It's a lot of fun there. And I always enjoy, I always, uh, enjoy the, uh, the Badger. It's a fun trip across the lake. It gives me a chance to bypass... Uh, Chicago. I'm not a big fan of big cities. Okay, we've got some other great museums for you. There's, uh, if you happen to be around Elkhart, Indiana, well, they have the uh, National New York Central Railroad Museum dedicated to preserving and promoting the history of the New York Central Railroad. You know, it's one of the things that kind of frustrates me sometimes. I when it comes to the railroad, the United States is probably, in my opinion, one of the few modern industrialized countries that's kind of gone backwards on railroading. Uh, as late as the 1950s, we had a tremendous passenger rail service connecting a lot of the communities, even small rural towns. But that's, of course, gone by the wayside. It really fascinates me. You know, while we're talking, before I get on to the, the more on the museum, speaking of rail travel, you can still enjoy, uh, get a glimpse of rail travel. There's the uh, Starlight Express, I believe it's called. It goes up the coast of California. That's a great Amtrak train. Uh, Southwest Chief is kind of interesting. Los Angeles to Chicago. Uh, we've done the trip, uh, made that trip. My dearest friend uh, jokingly said it was like a slumber party for 200 people she never met. Uh, it's a different kind of travel, but it's still a lot of fun. Okay, I mentioned the National New York Central Railroad Museum there in Elkhart. Uh, the Illinois Railroad Museum in Union, Illinois. It bills itself as the country's largest railroad museum. And it is huge. Uh, they've got 11 storage barns that are so huge, they have three miles of covered tracks. But they also have streetcar stations and restored locomotives. And uh, they've relocated to the site, a train depot that was built in 1853. Uh, they have one of the country's largest steam engine restoration shops that you can tour. Another great experience for the a train buff. Uh, there's one in Medina, New York. Medina Railroad Museum. It's a boy, it's a pretty neat thing to see, too. I'll tell you another one, and it blends all of it together trains, planes, and automobiles. Is near St. Louis out towards uh, 
Kirkwood, Missouri. The uh, National Museum of Transportation. You know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, the uh, city of St. Louis was once home to a thriving auto industry. And uh, they also have a great, uh, they were a center of railroading and aviation too. So it's uh, the National Transportation Museum is recognized as the largest collection of transportation vehicles in the world. And that includes, of course, trains. They have, uh, oh my gosh, uh, American Transit refrigerant Burlington Northern from a caboose, all restored from 1948. Uh, uh, they have 1929 uh, draw bottom gondola cars. And, uh, just a Chicago and Rock Island uh, locomotives. Uh, cars from all kinds of different railroads. The Missouri, Kansas, and Texas Railroad, Missouri Pacific Railroad, and a lot of specialty cars, sleeper cars. Oh, it's pretty, pretty neat. Uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga Choo Choo. You familiar with that song? Let's see, who did that during the war? Oh, I want to say Glenn Miller, but I'm not sure that's right. Anyway, Chattanooga Choo Choo is a great uh, example of renovation. Uh, Chattanooga's Railroad uh, Junction was pivotal. Even that's one reason it was a major battle during the Civil War. Well, their big, beautiful train station was abandoned and uh, forgotten for many years, became a haven for the homeless, and in a very innovative partnership with Holiday Inn, the, it was transformed and restored into a uh, quite a complex. They have uh, now apartment complex. They have preserved rail cars as uh, restaurants. Dining cars are now restaurants. They have sleeping cars that you can experience life on the rails. Uh, they have, uh, what was I going to say, a model railroading museum that is just extraordinary. That's another one you can add to your list. And uh, you don't think of Kentucky very often when it comes to trains, but they have a great railroad museum down in New Haven, Kentucky. It celebrates the history of the state's railroads and the people who worked on them. That's one of the things around uh, makes that one interesting. And surprisingly, that museum has been around since 1954. It's not a big place, but it's it's uh, it's kind of neat. It's the centerpiece is a railroad station built uh, before the Civil War for the Louisville and Nashville Railroad. One of their prize exhibits is a 3,000 square foot model train display. That's uh, a great one. You know, Kingman, uh, speaking of model railroad displays, I was down at the railroad depot in Kingman, Arizona, run by volunteers. And there is a wonderful, if you've got the kids on a Route 66 adventure, Consider a stop at the Railroad Depot in Kingman. It's right on Route 66 downtown, uh, corner of 4th and Andy Devine Avenue, which is uh, Route 66. I got a great railroad museum, but the centerpiece is for the kids. They let the kids even operate some of the trains, and they've got a scale diorama of downtown Kingman when we still had the Harvey House. 
and makes it a great little stop for the kids. And as a bonus, the newly unveiled Historic District Walking Tour. The official start point there is at the Railroad Depot. The uh, B&O Railroad Museum is pretty special. It's uh, known as the birthplace of American railroading. Uh, they date back to 1829. This one's in Baltimore. If you have even the vaguest interest in rail history, you're going to really like this one. It's one of the most comprehensive uh, railroad collections in the world. They have locomotives, historic buildings. They've uh, re uh, relocated to the site. And artifacts that date from the beginning of U.S. railroading. As a uh, kind of a bonus, they have the oldest collection of railroad engines and cars in the world. That's a pretty interesting one. And if you find yourself in uh, the area of central Michigan, well, I'd like to recommend the Lost Railway Museum out in the little town of Grass Lake. Uh, the name is pretty much exactly what it says, Lost Railway Museum. Now, their website says, imagine the time before paved streets, cars, buses, Village streets bustling with activity, and then people in the early 1900s of Grass Lake, the electric urban interurban railway system was the mode of public transportation. And Jackson, Michigan, um, Paul always said, better to fill your head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. They have one of the oldest continuously operated train depots in the United States. And this uh, uh, interurban railway network uh, there was that and six other railways intersects in Jackson and had daily trips on this electric urban railway, Ann Arbor, Jackson, Battle Creek, Lansing. You could catch a mainline railroad like the Grand Trunk, but this brilliant interurban rail system connected all of these wonderful little towns like Grass Lake and these little farming towns. People could get to town and back to the big city, so to speak, which was Jackson and, uh, it's it's a great, great museum. And perhaps, maybe, you get a chance to meet Ken Soderbeck. That man, uh, about 80, 86 years old now, really fascinating fellow. He lives on a place near Grass Lake uh, called Circus Farm. It was the uh, head of, headquarters for the Lewis Brothers Circus back in all oh, the teens, 20s. And uh, his claim to fame is he restores vintage fire equipment. But uh, he's been instrumental in this Lost Railway Museum and uh, finding the equipment and helping to restore it. So it's a great stop. Get a chance. Uh, another one. Here's one. another one in Indiana for you. North Judson. Uh, the Hoosier Valley Railroad Museum. Uh, North Judson was a was a major railroading town. At one point, uh, it's claimed that they had over 125 trains running through town every single day. And this museum keeps that town's history alive, its connection with the railroad. It's a small museum, but uh, they do give you a ride on their trains. Now, I, I don't know about this one because uh, they, their claim is that it is 
voted as the best train museum in the U.S. You know, I would have to go with the National Railroad Museum up in uh, Green Bay or National Museum of Transportation. But the Laws Railroad Museum is well worth seeing. Uh, but my money, I'll tell you out west, we got two that I have to recommend. The Nevada Northern Railway. This is one of the nation's best preserved historic railroads. Not only does it have exhibits, but you can work on the railroad firsthand. They do a lot of this with volunteers that come in and work on different parts. You can, uh, they do moonlight train rides across the high desert and vintage uh, rail cars, steam engines, lots of fun. And on the West Coast, well, one of the best has to be the California State Railroad Museum. Ah, it's a, a state-funded museum dedicated to telling the story of the railroad's role in linking California to the country. They have more than 20 historic locomotives that are fully restored, railroad cars to browse and a miniature railroad scene, and reconstructed passenger stations from the old Central Pacific Railroad. And they give you a beautiful scenic six-mile train ride in vintage trains. Now, if you're looking for a really, really tremendous train trip uh, by rail, uh, well, you, I, I think there's a couple. There's one out of Chalma, New Mexico, but the Durango-Silverton narrow gauge railroad from Durango to the old mining town of Silverton. You know, if you're a railroad buff, you're a scenic, uh, you just you just want a great adventure. This this one just cannot be overlooked. It was the uh, U.S. Today Reader's Choice destination in 2022. It's all steam engines, and it's up in, it climbs into the Colorado Rockies and uh, these these vintage cars. And every single twist and turn is more spectacular scenery than the last one. The crossing rivers. Uh, oh, Man, it's, it's a fascinating and great trip. And if you find yourself in Silverton for the night, catch the train back the next day, well, take a, check out the Grand Imperial Hotel. Now, I mentioned the railroad over in uh, Chama, New Mexico. I'd say that that's a, a good second, uh, second best. Yeah, it's the Cumberson Toltec Railroad. It's a uh, National Historic Landmark. It's a 64-mile train ride. It's the longest, the highest, and claimed to be the most authentic steam railroad in North America. Yeah, the scenery is spectacular. Not quite as spectacular as that on the Durango-Silverton Railroad, but it's pretty neat. You start out around Chalma, New Mexico. You find yourself in Colorado. In fact... The, tr the track is so twisted and turned, it uh, crosses the state border 11 times in 64 miles. Got a couple tunnels and uh, the 137-foot-high Cascade trestle. Pretty, pretty darn impressive. Well, and uh, what happened to all of these railroads that... Uh, Well, when we pull the rails, what happens? Well, some innovative folks have 
all over the country actually have started taking the old rail beds and turning them into bicycle and hiking trails, giving them new lease on life. One of the best is the Katy Trail State Park in Missouri. Uh, hundreds of miles of, let's see, I believe it's almost 250 miles. It follows a lot of the old Missouri, Kansas, Texas railroad corridor. And uh, then if you really want to get adventuresome on your walkabout or your bicycle ride, it, you can connect with the old Route 66 Mississippi River crossing, the Chain of Rocks Bridge, and connect with the uh, trail system in Illinois, which uses uh, old rail beds and old segments of highways, such as uh, in the 1940s, Route 66 in a lot of places was put into as a four-lane highway to expedite traffic flow around communities, kind of a ghost of Christmas future for the interstate highway. Well, with the bypass of Route 66, there was no need to maintain, you know, four lanes of traffic when two would do. So two of the lanes were abandoned, and now they've been repurposed as bicycle trails. Katy Trail System, check that one out. If you're just up for a short walk, long walk, like bicycling, you know, that'll really enhance your adventure and your trip. Uh, and there's another, there's one here in Arizona that I really like. Uh, the drive from Mayor, Arizona, Cordes Junction, Mayor, Cleeter, and then up the mountain to the fascinating old town of Crown King. A lot of people don't realize that that road that you're driving on is a rail bed. And when it was built at shortly around the turn of the 20th century, it was an engineering marvel. Uh, the, the, the curves were so sharp, the rolling stock had to be custom made. Uh, I'll tell you a story about this. Uh, and, and the road is still one lane in some places through some of the rock cuts. You kind of pull out, you wait for somebody to pass. I uh, drove this road, oh gosh, eight, ten years ago. And I had a Garmin on the, on the windshield. And we kept just climbing higher and higher out of the desert and the Z's. And I've never seen a Garmin do this before. But all of a sudden, the screen just went blue and came up with a question mark. That's a pretty good stuff right there. Well, that gives you a little bit of ideas there about some uh, railroad museums, railroad opportunities. And uh, so, what'd you think? Shall we do this again next week? Got any questions about uh, railroading, railroading history, railroad museums that I can answer for you before we button this up? Well, Wednesday, we're going to continue our inspirational programs. And... Uh, Got a few other things in the works. We're gonna. Uh, I'm still locked out. Um, I'm. I haven't given up, but uh, the chances grow dimmer every day that I'm going to be able to restore the Jim Hinckley's America Facebook page with its 7,600 followers. But there is a James Hinckley Facebook page, and uh, I'm mostly shifting to Instagram and our website, JimHinckley'sAmerica.com for any uh, program information, my speaking schedule, all those kind of things. So if you're uh, curious, where's Jim? It's a good place to start. 
Got some changes coming down the pike to Jim Hinckley's America. Uh, a lot of things in the works, but uh, nothing concrete enough to share with you at this point. And if you're in Kingman on July 20th, they ask that you call at first uh, 753-1314-928. The Route 66 Association of Kingman, Arizona, will be hosting a reception catered by Mr. D's Route 66 Diner. And it will be at uh, Dutton Motors Dream Machine. It's a reception for the first Route 66 Germany tour since 2019. My good friend Wolfgang Wurtz of Route 66 Germany, he will be uh, leading that tour. He'll be there. And uh, another good friend, Dries Bessels of the Dutch Route 66 Association, he will also be in town. We're going to be doing a project together up in Oatman the day before. <coughs> so if you're in the neighborhood, Stop on by. Well, my friends, no questions. Uh, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to button this up. I uh, got uh, at least one more good inspirational program to share with you on uh, Wednesday morning at 630. I think you're going to like this. Uh, once again, people who've overcome some pretty amazing stuff. My friends, thank you. And thank you for joining us this morning. Next week, same time. See you then, my friends. Say hello to a new friend On an old road Take a two-lane trip of memories Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America Adios, mi amigos. Vaya con Dios.